Hey guys, welcome to Let Me Talk Podcast, Season 2, Episode 32. Today's guests, yes, that's right, I have two people on today, two very exciting guests may I add, Nick Katakis and Kalia Kapotza. They are such a force in this industry, with Nick being an award-winning ARIA-nominated director and Kalia being an actor, first AD, producer, writer and director. They are unstoppable. In this episode, we talk about Tones and I, their new film in God's Care, and a whole lot more. Without giving anything else away, let's get into this episode. Hey guys, thank you so much for coming on Let Me Talk podcast today. I'm so excited to have you guys here. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Awesome. So we start off with a rapid fire. Um, I've been told it's not really rapid fire, but whatever. Some people are really good at it. Some people are quite slow, but I like the slow people too. It's it's interesting. Yeah, um, we're gonna real slowly. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys are the first like couple people that I've had on here. So I've only ever had single guests, but that's awesome. Um, I love it. So my first question would be to Kalia. Favorite actor and why? Oh, um, Elizabeth Moss. Um, we smashed Handmaid's Tale during lockdown, and that was like my introduction of her. And she's just so captivating. And then also just like seeing her different work and seeing her versatility in so many different projects. She's just I could watch her for hours. She's amazing. Yeah. Awesome. Mm. And Nick, your favorite director or in director that's inspired you the most? Oh, I'm gonna have to go with. Probably for inspiration, it's Kevin Smith. So Mm -hmm. I watched Clerks and that's what inspired me to get into filmmaking. But then I'd have to say Tarantino is probably one of the bigger influences as well. So those two. He's awesome. And what you guys prefer to watch, TV or film? Which would be obvious, but like maybe it's different. I don't know. (laughs) I think a mixture of both. It's like kind of like all blended in now. Like, you know, back in the day, you look at, oh, this is not a rapid fire ra- answer at all. Both. <laughs> well, I'm <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> and the next one is blockbuster or indie. So prefer to watch or like, yeah, whichever one. I'm going to say both again. Yeah. I know it's cheating, but like, no, it's that's like, okay. I love- I love shutting down, watching an epic blockbuster. Like, I mean, we went and watched The Batman yeah. and that was amazing. And then I love uh, the new Spider-Man film that came out. But then, you know, I love all the indie films as well. So they, they come out because, you know, it's good to support them. And sometimes you just get such art pieces that come from it. Yeah, exactly. And the last one is, when are you most inspired? Oh, probably being on set. Um, and also just like because I'm like mainly an actor but I also work behind the camera so just watching other actors on set or even just like watching musicals and live theatre and seeing people in their element I think that's what inspires me the most yeah for sure Um, I'm most inspired when I'm watching other work so it's Mm -hmm. like if I am watching a series or a film but then the best way to put it is at 1am when I wake up and then I can never get back to sleep which is tiring but it's also the most uh, important time for me to get up and start working on stuff. So that's when I'm most inspired. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I love that. Awesome. So I kind of just want to get into like where you guys started. Like, how did you get into directing? How did you get into acting? Like, what were the beginnings like for you guys? Um, so for me, it's like, I've always loved storytelling. I, as a kid would illustrate and do my own stories. I'd make my own comic books, um, you know, just as crudely drawn as they would be. And then they would tell me 
um, exactly a start, middle and end. And I then thought I was going to be an illustrator and graphic designer. And I did do that, but the storytelling and the creativity side of things never really hit the peak that I wanted to hit. So I then decided that film school was for me because I always loved cinema. I got inspired by films like Terminator, which yeah. I would always act out in my backyard and all that kind of stuff, <laughs> pretending I was Kyle Reese, pretending I was John Connor. Um, and then uh, I just knew that that was what I wanted to do. And whilst I was working as a designer, I was sh shooting stuff with friends on, you know, old cameras. And yeah. um, I just, I could do that at any hour. And then, yeah, that was that was my point of in, like inspiration to move into filmmaking. Like that's that's really what I wanted to do. Yeah, awesome. And you went to film school. Yeah, so I then, um, as a mature age student, I went to Swinburne University in Paran at that point, and um, I did the TAFE course, which transitioned into a uh, honors degree. And, um, yeah, I loved every minute of it. The networking side of things was awesome, but also the learning uh, curve was pretty amazing just to kind of become a multi-tool kind of filmmaker where I would learn the basics of editing, the basics of sound, the basics of lighting, cinematography, and I was able to use all that stuff to then start working. Yeah, um, yeah. But that also helped me hone in to directing because I could understand each department and how vital they were to the job that I would ultimately want to do. Yeah, of course. I actually got into Swinburne as well and left and went to TAFTA. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> you know, I also had, you know, whilst I was there, I was um, taught by John uh, from TAFTA and yeah. he took our directing class. So, Oh, really? You know, gave, yeah. So awesome. he really gave me a lot of good pointers on how to work with actors and how to deal with actors and how to get the best out of a performance. So, you know, like we're intertwined in some way. Yeah, exactly. And what about for you, Carly? How did you get into acting? Like what was your beginnings? I'm not sure if it was TAFTA, but like I'm pretty sure you've done something. Yeah, I did, I did acting before. So I, like yeah. I started really young with dancing. And then wanted to go to a new dance school when I was like 12, 13. And they only had an acting class for me to get into the performance class with acting, singing and dancing. So I was like, oh, I'll just give it a try. Like I was probably 12. Mm. Um, and then fell in love with it from there. And then I was in a theatre company in Adelaide and performing lots of children's theatre and pantomimes and performing in the Adelaide Fringe and all the fun stuff. And then moved to Melbourne four years ago to do the TAFTA full-time program. And yeah. that's when I really fell in love with film because before that it was mainly theatre and also being yeah. from Adelaide, there's not a huge film industry. It's growing a bit now, but when I was there, there's not a lot happening. So it was nice to move here and then see what it's like to be on set. And then I yeah. fell in love with it. And what what year did you do the full-time course and how did you find it? 2018 is when I did the full-time course and cool. I loved it. I was yeah. just in my element. It was just so nice to wake up every day or every second day was mm. and just be able to act, you know, like have scripts to learn. And then the days off I was looking at scripts and I was researching and I was watching movies and I was seeing things differently than when I was before. So um, really, really refreshing. And I loved the best part about TAFTA for me was having different teachers and like constantly changing because one teacher would say something, a different casting director would say something else. And then you're getting all these conflicting ideas, but that is our industry because there really is no right way about it. So yeah, exactly. I find like you just, you take everything with a grain of salt and like choose what you like, 
want to take from what teachers because I feel like if you take everything you just like get confused and like you get in your head too much when you're actually on set you're like I need to do this I need to do that and you've just taken too much from each teacher that you get like you start to overwhelm yourself with like too much information um but how was did you find it was like your group was competitive or were you guys quite a team and like just help each other out where there were um 10 girls four guys um all roughly around the same age which helped as well I think um and we're really good at being supportive because you're so vulnerable there are so many times in there because you know you know everyone's ins and outs being yeah exactly great so you're so vulnerable with each other that you just become a family like there isn't there shouldn't be any competition and there wasn't luckily with us um just because you're there to support each other and I think that's what we need more of in this industry too like if someone gets a role that I've auditioned for it's good on them that role is right for them it's not right for me so that's okay too exactly I learned that when I went to like SAE because I was like so in my head and like this is about me like this is this is like all it's I didn't get this because it's like about me but it's literally not it's there's so many things that come into it and I had to go like out of Tafta and just out of like acting like I was still doing it but like when I was in when I went to film school I was like this is not just about me there's so many components that come into why someone doesn't get a role and things like that and going there and learning that it was like okay going back to acting it was a lot easier and like I wasn't so in my head because I wasn't thinking about that anymore yeah exactly it's refreshing too and it's like yeah nice to see the other side as well to know that actors were just this like tiny speck in the creation of this production (laughs) you know there's so much that goes on behind the scenes and we just get there get a script say a couple of words leave get our makeup done then say some words and leave so yeah definitely (laughs) and you ended up working at Tafta right what was it like being on like the business side like completely different side of it so I was coordinating the full-time program which is what Mm. I completed earlier that year so it was strange to talk to the teachers who were my teachers and then I'm like now I'm coordinating their schedules and things which is very strange (laughs) but they were all super lovely um I'm not a huge office person, so I couldn't last very long standing in the office. Mm. I was the person in the middle doing stretches and jumping up and down to get yeah, through the work day. Um, but it was amazing. It was a really great experience and also like a really nice networking experience too for me to meet different casting directors and work with them and them to see me in a different light. Yeah, perfect. Whoa, this is exciting. You guys have done some exciting things. When I was on your IMDb, so I was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. <laughs> um, but you work with Tones and I. Tell me the yep. process. Like, how did you guys get to work with her? What was it like? How was it? Just everything. Yeah. So, um, there's like a few parts to that story. So, the first one is, um, Tones was uh just starting to kind of hit the radar. So she had her first song, Johnny Run Away, that started performing quite well, and then she's moving into Dance Monkey. And at yeah. that point, they had a creative team that was involved. And they had to pull out for whatever reason. And her manager, Jackson, um, messaged or called me whilst I was directing a Yarra Trams commercial and said, hey, I need to do a music video for an artist. She's sort of coming up uh, at the moment, independent, but uh, we need to get a music video done ASAP. And I'm like, great. Um, So I I asked him to send all the details. I got Tim Tim Whiting, my business partner, involved from Visible Studios. And they started negotiating what, 
was needed. So the budget was quite tight because she was an independent artist, so they didn't have much. Um, but we were happy to work with that and figure it out for her. And then we underestimated it and kind of <laughs> blew it out a bit. So then we covered some of those costs because yeah. we just yeah. believed in her. She was a great person. She was so, you know, full of life and so real ready to kind of like take it on and really energized about her concept. And we, we really enjoyed it too. So she came up with the whole idea of wanting to be in a, you know, a golf course and performing as an old man version of herself. Yeah. And um, yeah. And then, you know, you just, you do it and it's like, Hey, this is a cool, fun video clip. And you know, the song's cool. So hopefully it gets, you know, quite a lot of views. You think a hundred thousand, that'd be cool. And then suddenly it doesn't become a hundred thousand. It becomes a million, then a hundred yeah. million, then a billion. And now it's closing in on 2 billion. So it's wow. just like it unfathomable. So what was like the, what was we, what was your like thoughts when you started seeing the views go up? What were you like? Were you just like, just, Oh my God. Like, became like this is exciting this is strange this is exciting i can't believe this and now it's like a joke it's like oh of course it's gonna hit two billion <laughs> you know? so like yeah so it's been fun it's been a good um it, you know obviously a lot of that is a testament to the song because everyone mm. likes to listen to it and replay it but you know we're, we're very lucky to kind of jump on at that point and then from that point onwards i think tones enjoyed that process so much she came back to us straight away to do never seen the rain yeah and that's when kalia came on a visible studio <laughs> set yeah, for the first time so she got so cast cool. by our producer at that point um we were dating but uh no it was you? no one knew so like kind uh, <laughs> of a secret little dating yeah. set and then on one the of the side. Yeah, and one of the producers was like, "Hey, I know a person that could fit this role, Carly Capozza." I'm like, uh, "Yep, yep, let's <laughs> let's do it." You know, kind of thing. So, um, so we left her place and then uh -huh. um, and then came to set together. Um, but it was, uh, you know, we did that, and then from that point onwards, Tones had to go and make a video clip in the states. Um, she came back, did another video clip uh, with another team, but since then. We've done every single other official music video together, so it's That's been a so awesome. it's been mm -hmm. a good long journey, and we've got one being released tomorrow in twenty four hours. So, oh, um, wow, that's so I'm not cool. Sure when this, I'm not yeah. sure when this airs, but I'm sure it'll be out by then. So yes. that one's yeah, up. yeah. Yeah, it definitely, will be. it definitely will be. It definitely will be. Yeah. Um, but so, like, what would you say the biggest differences are between doing, uh, like? music video compared to doing a feature film or a short film? So I think the biggest one is that with a music video, you get to experiment a lot more. You get to cut your teeth on doing really cool stuff, experimental stuff that you wouldn't normally try to do on a, a narrative. I mean, yeah. you've still got to convey a story in a music video most of the time. You don't always have to. It could be quite abstract. You could have fun with it. It could just be performance. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, the one thing is, is that there are almost, aside from safety, there are no rules, you know, yeah. on a music video. You just do whatever you want. Um, uh, so uh, from that sense, it's great because I can try new camera techniques. I can try different lenses. It's okay. We can kind of play with that in post as well. But with a film, you really need to get prepped. You need to do your rehearsals and all that kind of stuff. You can't just cut away every second like you can in a music video depending on the tempo that is but yeah. it's like you know in a music video you can cut away whenever you want but if someone's doing a performance and you need them to nail that 
delivery to camera, you really need to kind of practice and rehearse that. So I think they're like the two major differences for me. I mean, Kalia works on music videos, works on narrative yeah. and yes. acts. So, you know, you've yeah, done what's both. your, what's your um, take on it? As a, so I work as a first AD a mm. lot, like producer as well, mm-hmm. mainly first AD. So music videos, the pacing is very different. It's um, very fast and yeah. you just go, go, go all mm. day. And also because they're usually like short periods of time. So it's one to three days on average. Yeah. So you've, you can really exhaust and use all that energy because you know, you're only on set for a couple of days. Whereas we just came off a feature film in November, December and the pacing, although ours was a little bit extreme, we were only in 21 days to film a feature which is insane yeah that's crazy but even still the pacing is much slower because you you need that time once the camera's set then you need that time with the actors to try and prep the scenes and like you know Mm. experiment different ways in performance and things like that so the biggest difference for me is pacing what about as a what about as an actor on yeah (laughs) and you've also music videos for me personally are so much easier just because no dialogue firstly Mm. which is great you're not stressing about remembering your lines and um not too much about blocking either like it's yeah um for me it's a much more relaxed environment even though the pacing is faster as the actor yeah yeah it's a lot more like focus on the artist like if the artist is choosing to be like the main person like the main character in the music video then it's like a lot more focus on them and everyone kind of contributes to yeah 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 that's awesome what do you find do you like being a first ad like how do you is that like a nice, like, uh, a great role? Would you like it? I do. I do. <laughs> I'm a very strange breed because I do enjoy it. It's it's a really, really hard role. Yeah. Um, it's the it's the role I feel like sometimes I, I'm come from a teaching background too, so I'm like I'm the fun police, you know. Like I'm constantly being like, all right, is that are you ready? Like, is that yeah. you done with that joke? Because we have to move on, <laughs> you know. Like I'm very much you have to be you have to find the balance of being letting the team experiment and having Mm. the time to create and set up the lights and do whatever they need to but then also knowing that you have a schedule to hit and knowing that if you go past the 10-hour day then there's going to people going to be charging over time the producers are on your back for that you know there's it's the balance of like making sure everyone's relaxed and comfortable throughout the day but then also making sure we're hitting those marks on yeah Yeah. and having worked with a different array of first ADs they're all different right so Mm. like you can get some that are quite drill sergeant and they're like go do this do that what are you doing there kind of thing so (laughs) but the one thing that Carly has got which is like a secret weapon or call it a superpower is that she's so lovely and she's so nice nobody wants to disappoint her or upset her so like she comes (laughs) on set she keeps a good time and Mm. then everyone feels warm and welcomed and everyone's having a great time but then if we're falling behind and she's like hey everyone we're falling real behind they're like okay we can't upset this cute puppy all right <laughs> yeah. so like let's, yeah yeah <laughs> you know, let's, let's just get uh, back to it let's get back yeah, on yeah. schedule but <laughs> exactly. it helps that you have a teaching background as well because like oh, you have yeah. to keep on deadlines as a teacher as well so I guess having that experience going into first AD makes it a lot like easier because you're used to that kind of programming and scheduling and planning and stuff like that exactly That's and cool. also you're, you're dealing with you know 20 plus children a day so it's the same thing as being on sale although they're not children most of the time sometimes um, we are sometimes yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, sometimes um, sometimes we have fun <laughs> we need toilet um, breaks we need yeah, to have a you laugh need sometimes permission. we need sugar to pick us you up do. you know so yeah <laughs> yeah it's, yeah, it's magical people 
Yeah, but it must be awesome being back on set now like with everything like COVID. Well, I mean, not dying down seems to be getting more, but like just yeah. back on set, able to be we, in that environment with everyone again. We definitely were very fortunate because um, we kind of fell into a point where when there were situations that we couldn't shoot, we were in post-production and mm-hmm. when things lifted, then we were able to shoot. So it was like we fell into that perfect space of being off at the right time, you know, yeah. and um, so we didn't really miss out on too much. And we also had ongoing productions. So yeah. like that was part of like the, um, you know, the saving grace for us. So we did work quite a lot over the past couple of years. Mm. So we didn't really shut down at all. And, you know, mm. it just, I, I kind of wish we did for a little bit. Obviously that's being a little selfish considering <laughs> other people you know, did have to shut down, but it was, it was, we were very lucky, very fortunate. Yeah. That's great. So let's let's get straight into the new film that you directed. You were all a part of. Like I, I love the cast. Like I looked at the cast. I'm like, this cast is awesome. And Sunny's in it too. And I was like, Sunny, yeah. what's going on? That's so cool. So can you plug it? Give us all you got about it because not much on IMDb. I was trying to like search. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, um, like, it's a bit it's secret. A bit of a secret. It's a bit of a secret project. There's some information on the actor website about it because we've done a little expose on it, but the film is called In God's Care. I want to see if Carly can take it away. So, <gasps> no. Yeah, give it a crack. <laughs> Do it. Okay, Do it, girl. This is a very short synopsis of the film um, based on a true story. Inspired, inspired by true events, legally. Go, mess it up. Inspired, <laughs> by, inspired by a true story. Um, about a woman who was diagnosed with schizophrenia and hypermania um, and then her husband believed that she was possessed by the devil and wasn't um, taking on any psychiatrist advice in that she needed medication for the schizophrenia um, and instead organised for an exorcist to come and perform an exorcism on her and then I won't give the rest away. Yeah. Oh, my so God, this is inspired is that- by true events. Yeah, inspired yes, by true events. So it's um, it's a very haunting story. I um, I love uh, researching the occult and you know all that kind of stuff and I was doing a deep dive on Google which is never a good idea but like we all know at 1am <laughs> what else am I going to do and then I stumbled across this um, article of like I was looking up exorcisms in Australia and this was one that came up um, in rural Victoria and it was just um, it was so haunting what had happened not from the sake of any spiritual involvement but what happened to this woman? And I felt like this is a story that kind of came and went and was sweeped mm-hmm. under the rug. And I wanted to bring it back out into the public eye because I think there's an important lesson that we can all learn from these incidents. Yeah. And um, yeah, I definitely, um, you know, it was, it was born out of lockdown. Um, we were mm-hmm. developing it during the first one and then um, we were waiting for the opportunity to come out of it. And then we ended up shooting. So it didn't take too long to get off the ground, um, but it was, um, it was just it's a story I had to tell and it's some, something that so many people backed. So I was talking to Dan who I'd worked with on a proof of concept uh, pilot for a series called Interface mm. and we just got along so well on that that we just kept in touch and I told him about it and he was all in. Yeah, he was just like, man, I want to read the script. I want to, I want to be involved from day dot. So he was first on board and Dan Ewing. Yeah. Yeah. And he never left. Like, you know, he was always there from the beginning and he was really what spearheaded this whole project. Um, From there, 
I was able to work with some brilliant cast members. Everyone, everyone on this production, there was not a single weak link. Like, yeah. and that's why we were so fortunate. We had such a limited budget, such a limited amount of time to get it done. And, you know, from our producers, Lauren Simpson, Tim Whiting, Tony Coombs, Pablo Zubieta, all these guys really just kind of like helped get this project off the ground that Alexander Angus Wilson wrote. Mm. And um, they, they put everybody in. And I think if we had one week link, this could have crumbled. Mm. And yet yeah. nobody, everybody stepped up and everyone gave more than what we expected. So and it also starts with you as the director setting the. Yeah. Like, was that, was that like quite, I don't know. I don't want to like, were you kind of intimidated to begin with to direct like, yeah, it was well it was established like Australian like, actors. I co-directed a feature film prior to this and I went into that semi-confident because I was naive, right? So like we we finished uni myself and another guy Costa um Uzus who um I co-directed it with and it was called Plague and we just said, "Hey, let's make a movie to make a movie and whatever happens happens." So there's not much at stake until you put the budget in and then suddenly oh, wow, we are playing yeah. with our own money here. And, um, I mean, it's a costly exercise, but you know what? It's great for the sake of advertising. Like mm. we'll say we've done a feature film and if it ends up on YouTube, it ends up on YouTube. Yeah. It ended up getting on a Netflix, which was awesome um, so cool. in, the, in the US. And, um, you know, and that's also a testament to the producer, Alexi. Yeah. But um, uh, we, you know, there wasn't much at stake at that point, you know, and then you learn after that, hey, this, I could have done better on this part. Um, I could have done better here, whatever. And then I didn't do a feature film for quite a while. Mm-hmm. So I've, we had done so many music videos that like, I felt like a faux sense of confidence getting into it. Yeah. But then I had an imposter syndrome where I was just like, oh no, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know mm-hmm. if I can tell this story. Yeah. But then I thought about, and, and I, I say this not to repeat myself, but I thought about everyone surrounding me between Kalia being there mm-hmm. as my partner and also as a first AD, I knew that we were going to be okay in time. I knew that she was going to support me from any performance sake, you know, should whisper yeah. in my ear if there was something that, you know, we should probably try again, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you know but you are an actor, you do see things. So it's like you're creative nah. as well. You can't help it. Exactly. Yeah. But and and like, plus you're, you're like, like you're a couple. So I feel like it's yeah. just that little little <laughs> feel like if it was anyone else, maybe oh maybe maybe a bit overstepped. Yeah, but then like, you're crossing yeah. the line. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And then you know, like our producers were handling any logistic issues. Our performance was so wonderful between like our main cast, which was uh Dan Ewing. Georgia Ayers um, and Tim Pocock and John Wood. I was just like, I'm surrounded by such amazing talent, you know, and and the way I like to work is collaborative Mm. in a collaborative sense. So it's like, I knew that we were going to be okay. So like, you know, anytime that I felt that little sense of dread, it would kind of be picked up by me just watching these amazing people working around me. Yeah, exactly. And do you know when the release date is, like when it's coming out or we still That'll, kind of well we're uh, like we've done the assembly of the edit mm-hmm. and now we're cutting it down we've had our producers notes and we're sending it off to our at this point secret sales agent and distributor but I'll say that they're from the US and they're okay. a very prominent one one that I'm so stoked came on board I've, I've, I've it's been a dream mm-hmm. of me with uh, for me to work with these um people in some capacity and they did jump on board so um 
yeah, like they'll send their feedback. We'll do a test screening and then we'll further revise and then we release it at some point. So I'm hoping by the end of this year, mid to end of this year, we'll see some movements for it. So that's in God's care. Stay tuned. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Stay tuned for that one. No, that's awesome. I love it. And I kind of, because this, like my audience kind of reads young, like younger people that are just starting in both acting or filmmaking or anything in the entertainment industry, but mostly so far it's been like actors and like filmmakers. And I just want to know, like, what would be your best advice if someone for both of you, both like getting into acting or even just trying to find their way through film school, trying to figure out like what they want to do after it. And if they go into directing, what's the best thing to do, would you say to like tackle yeah, short I think, films and things like that. Or I think I think making content is important. The only way to learn is to make stuff. I um I like when I was at uni, which is the like you don't need university. I, yeah. Like I think it's a very helpful tool, but I don't think it's the be all and end all. I yeah. learned so much at TAFE Uni, and that was so valuable. But where I learned the most was making stuff and yeah. actually failing. So like. Mm. My first student production I had such high hopes for, it was such a bomb, the production mm. itself, that it wasn't worth showing. I, I want to find it one day mm. and put it on like <laughs> online so that I could show people where it started. But, I haven't even seen but it. But I, I loved <laughs> what happened with that because it was just like, okay, I made, I was very ambitious and yeah. it didn't hit the standard. And it's like, okay, this is where I need to improve. But mm. the jump, the level jump that I had from failing so badly to the next stage was huge and then from there I just kept pushing the limits so it's Mm. always about getting out of your comfort zone and um I think just creating stuff like you know as a filmmaker and as a director I keep grinding Mm. and I keep um trying to push my level of comfort and um you know and I I think the one thing is never giving up. I've said it across many podcasts and I I, like it's my one Mm -hmm. message to everybody. It's like there have been more talented filmmakers than me that I've seen working that are crazy good that I went to uni with that just ended up throwing it away because Mm. the work didn't come in or Mm. it may be a production kind of like gave up and it's like the, the, the possibilities of what they could have done with their careers could have been endless. And I, whilst not being at the top tier of the year level or whatever it might have been, I just kept pushing and pushing and I just kept trying and trying. And, you know, there's been moments where I wanted to quit, but I didn't. And then if I had quit, I wouldn't be working on yeah. major music videos, international music exactly. videos. You just have to keep pushing. Yeah. I feel like in Australia, it's a bit like, because you're not surrounded by a lot of people, whereas like that are in the same industry, like yeah. a lot of the time in Australia, people kind of just drop off. Cause I mean, They've got pressures, you know. Some people have different pressures, have different things going on in their lives. But I feel like because, I mean, I don't know, like when I was living in LA, it was like there were so many like-minded people that they just keep motivating. You just keep motivating each other to keep going and never giving up. But I feel like there's not that much in Australia. The culture isn't as big, uh, which like would then maybe cause people to just drop off because they're like I can't do this like it's too yeah. much like I and, and, and yeah yeah and there's also that uh faux sense of expectation where it's like it always has to be on a high you know like mm. I did my uni course and then one of the earliest music videos I had done was independent then the next one was Hilltop Hoods and yeah. then it was just like wow this is massive and then I didn't hit another peak for quite a while like it was just like 
Hilltop Illy, I got to work with him. And then for a while, it was just a lot of independent artists and they were beautiful and they were great. Mm. Um, but the budgets weren't there and it wasn't like I was thinking, this isn't sustainable. I can't pay myself. I'm just putting yeah. back money into the production. So at that point, do I quit or do I just mm. keep striving for bigger, better projects or better paid projects? And then eventually you end up with an independent artist like Tones who then mm. blows up and then the, yeah. the you take that wave. Mm. So it's like I've definitely had like a peak and trough in my career, but I didn't quit just because it went down, you know, yeah, I, exactly. I went back up. Yeah. And yeah. with you, Kylie, I do, I mean, I kind of take it like the Tafta group that I had, there's probably like two people that are still doing like, like me and this other girl that are still doing yeah. it and still making things happen and just grinding and just yeah. keep like trying to, you know, just trying to push things out there and do things. So there's only two of us and I take, I like, that's sad to me. And I'm just like, I'm like, you know, people go in their own different directions, but like when you know someone was so good and they just give it up, it's like far out. I know. So, I like, yeah, do you have people still that you know of and, like, kind yeah, of? Yeah, there are a few of say to younger actors, like, trying to get into it. Uh, well, what's worked for me is, like, because acting is so inconsistent, you know, and you might get multiple auditions a month and then you might have nothing for three months. Like, you really don't know what's happening. Most of my work that I've booked in the last couple of years being in Melbourne has been through my crew work because they've mm-hmm. worked with directors that they've met me or different producers and then that's how I've managed to get my acting work. So yeah. big advice for me, like I just was volunteering. I think my first crew job was on continuity, which is for any <laughs> actor that's a really great job yeah. for an actor who 100% wants to is. just maybe get on the other side of the camera because you're in the room the whole time, whereas if you're working crew work, sometimes like it's great to be a runner but you're out of the room a lot. So if you really want to be focusing on the actors, see if you can get a continuity gig because you have to be in that room or you have to be looking at the monitor at least Mm. to watch the performance and you can see take after take after take. And that's that's where I've learned almost everything really. Yeah. Yeah. Watching other actors and then, yeah, finding different ways to get on set because then – my I'm my passion is still alive for acting because I'm on set so often and I'm not necessarily acting all the time but yeah, I'm there yeah. all the time and I'm seeing other people in this like like I was saying at the start that's what inspires me is watching exactly. other people so because you learn the most from watching people anyway because you mm. without knowing it you are subconsciously picking up things like you're and then you take that into your performance and it makes it 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 elevates your performance, whether you're doing it there or you're taking it and you're doing it another another project. You'll just remember it. I feel like I I learn a lot just watching other actors, even if it's just through my screen, like on Netflix yeah. or something. You just you just learn so much. Yeah, it's awesome. and the other thing as well is like something that I can give as a couple of examples for where actors should make their own content too or mm. get help with it. So it's like. Uh, no pun intended in that, but like I worked on a series called Help. It was a web series mm-hmm. and um, Fab who created it and wrote it, it was an aspiring actor, is an mm-hmm. aspiring actor. And she was doing that stuff. She wanted to just act in something. So she wrote something for herself and then got me on board to direct and got a full crew on. And then it ends up winning. Uh, it gets into many um, festivals, but one in particular is that it wins Melbourne Web Fest as best you know, web series. So, you know, that's an example of like someone that wasn't just waiting to be cast in something and cast themselves and wrote something for themselves. Um, Another person, I won't give names because it's kind of in, like it's going to get announced soon, but Mm. she was also kind of in that lull of not being cast in something. So she created something with another friend 
and now it's been picked up by a major channel mm. here and they're going to make a series out of it. Yeah, and it's awesome. like, suddenly it's like, wow, you know, from nothing, they were able to kind of just push forward. And it, it wasn't the first thing that she wanted to do. Like she's tried a few other bits and pieces, but one landed. So, yeah. you know, if, if for whatever reason you feel, and I, I think the wrong word is unfortunate. If you're not being cast in something, uh, you should take that as a blessing in disguise because you can start cast casting yourself and writing something for yourself to yeah exactly and so many people have like come from that angle like um phoebe waller bridge like like she did that she did fleabag and like it was on her own terms you know you can do things you don't know where anything's gonna go and i feel like starting doing like writing something with an intention of like oh this needs to do well like you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot because then you're just going to keep constantly thinking about that rather than thinking yeah. about the performance and then just writing things like that and I think like that's where actors fall in the trap like they're like oh I don't know if I can do this like I just I just want the easy way out just give me the audition that's all I want and they just wait for their agency but like the agency's like they take yeah. 10%. We have to do the other like 20 50% to get there to yeah. like to eventually, you know what I mean, like to have our our name out there to grow as an actor and I feel like yeah. a lot of people fall into the trap of just being like, well, I just want to take the easy way out or they're just not willing to expand their skill sets in doing like a write like a writing course or something and yeah, and I feel like that's also what causes people to drop off a little bit because they just yeah. they get deflated and because they haven't they're either not surrounded by the like the right people that will help them and like be able to build a community with them of other actors and crew members so I just feel like yeah, yeah I just I don't know like I feel like I'm so passionate about Tafta and stuff because like the community there is awesome and you meet so many people and then even at uni like you take people with you like the people that you want to work with and the people that you connect with like I think that's the best bit about going to uni because you, you just meet yeah. people that are on your wavelength and that want to work just as hard as you do. So I feel like yeah. building the community is important. Yeah, it definitely helps you to network. You know, it's the first point of network and you get to grow together at the very beginning of the base level. And then you get to, like, I mean, that's how I met Carl, you know, uh, who's my cin- our cinematographer. So we work with him quite often. Carl Allison's brilliant but we went to uni together or tafe together and he was the year below um but that's where we met and we've got a forever friendship but then Mm. you meet people outside of it as well it's like tim whiting who's our producer was moving into a law background and then went into marketing and then suddenly quit all that and got into film as a you know he came on set for us you know as like i think he was on another set as like a runner and an assistant and then came on a set, set to us as like a third AC mm. uh, assistant camera operator. And then um, uh, then he's now producing some of the biggest music videos in the world. So yeah. it's like, you know, it can always evolve and change. I think the biggest thing is just to go with the flow and go with the wave. And something that you brought up earlier as well with the agent side of things as mm. well. I've got another friend who she's an incredible um, actor. Mm. I won't name names again, but she was also not being kind of, looked after by her agent. So she went out and started approaching different casting people and all that kind of stuff, ended up getting auditions, Mm. which was awesome, but she was also creating her own content too. And she's kind of pushed into that path now. It's what's going to keep you motivated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like you can't like standing still in one 
spot is not going to keep you motivated. Plus you get to create, if you're creating, you get to create characters and stories that you've wanted to be in for like so long. You get to take control of that. So I just think, yeah, it's just awesome to see you guys just taking like so many big strides and just making like, making cool stuff and just awesome. I can't wait to see the movie. I'm excited. Because I, oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Awesome. When I looked at the cast, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, seriously. Yeah. There's some big to, um, people on here right now. You <laughs> should, um, you should come to the test screening, but you have to be extremely critical. Like, yes. I want, I don't want any, like, hey, good effort. Uh, that was like pretty cool. So like, good. I just want you to like destroy it and be like, don't ever release this. This is horrible. You know, like, <laughs> no <laughs> way will I say that. But yeah, I would be, I would love to come. That would be awesome. Yeah. It's because I like, I'm wanting to learn too. Like, you know what? I'm, I've done like short films and stuff at uni and then like my own short films and I'm consistently learning too because I'm like okay this didn't really work out and it's like it all comes down to like when you get to the editing room you learn so much because you're like oh this can be improved next time we'll learn then this process becomes easier I'm going through it at the moment with one of my short films I'm just like oh my god should have done this should have done that but like it's annoying because like the performances are great but then some of the like production stuff just like fell apart and it was maybe you know it's something to learn and to learn from and to improve in the next one yeah exactly that you'll you'll find weaknesses and strengths in everything you know like i um i used to only focus on visuals and then suddenly it's like oh the performance i didn't i didn't take enough care in the performance it's like not that the actors did badly it's just i didn't direct them properly you know so then you start to focus a little bit on that and then you let go of the uh, visuals in a -hmm. a way and then you just kind of like start flexing it up and then everything just becomes first hand you know so um and that shorthand just gets easier yeah awesome well we've reached the end of the podcast and in this section i do like a raising awareness i just feel like it's super important and it changes up like what we speak about as well during the podcast so what were you guys wanting to raise awareness to today so we both had a discussion about this prior, but um, this yeah. is something that means something to the both of us, but uh, I'll let uh, Kalia take it on because I've been talking for too much. Um, so I guess a big one for us is like suicide prevention and mental health and, you know, a very dark topic compared to what we've been talking about. But I just, um, you know, I was even just looking up Lifeline as well today just in prep for mm-hmm. this and just yeah. how important it is to know that there, there, is, there are so many people that are there to support you and mm-hmm no matter what you're going through and especially in this industry too like you can get really down on yourself as an actor it's like mm. I'm constantly comparing myself to other people or I'm feeling like down about myself because I'm not getting audition or I don't feel like I'm working well with my agent and there are so many things that can really get into a spiral but to be able to talk about it is really important so like mm. I'm 100% plugging lifeline to make sure that you know that there are options if you don't want to speak to someone that's close to you because it's nice to have someone that you don't know yeah. as yeah. well to talk to about. We actually um, have a line yeah. in the film which is like it's good to talk to someone that's not everybody else, you know, like yeah. sometimes. So it's like, you know, I think that's one thing that means a lot to us where it's just like there's always going to be a light at the end of that tunnel, you know, <laughs> if you get into that dark space. But, you know, if you need help and encouragement, definitely go and um, speak to people at Lifeline or whatever the preferred provider yeah. would be in those yeah. circumstances. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like the like the rate that they've gone up during this pandemic like pandemic like the suicide rates is just insane and I feel like it's not it's not really spoken about like in the media and stuff. And I just feel like if people are listening to this and they are artists and they are struggling like 
yeah, like there are people out there that can help. And, you know, I feel like even just approaching your community as well, like mm-hmm. in the, like so many actors are so supportive of one another. And if you're like going through like really hard times like that and considering harming yourself in that sort of way, like just it's better to say something than not. Like it, it takes a load off when you say something versus yep. just keeping it inside. It's just, it's sad. It's a sad it's a sad thing, but I feel like a lot of people need to be aware of it. And if you haven't spoken to anyone or you haven't spoken to someone in a while and they haven't approached you, just check in on them. Like I feel like okay, exactly. yeah. it takes two seconds to send someone a message or give them a call and just say, are you okay? You know, just thinking of you, just checking in. Like it really doesn't take much. And I know that there are times when you, know, when you receive messages from people out of the blue like that, like it's really, really sweet. And they're like, oh, okay, this is really nice. You yeah. Know, like it's so simple and, yeah. Exactly. No, I say like, you know, every problem has a solution. Like no matter how big it is, there's always something that you yeah, can definitely. get out of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. You guys, I love Thanks. the chat. Thanks for having you guys, us. I learned so much from you guys. I like to take the guests and let them like kind of lead the conversation. But I liked how you just, I just like this too like these two people thing this is cool i might keep this oh, going. all right we uh yeah. we didn't lower the bars for once no, so no, that's way. Good. no I'm, I'm glad that it worked out and thank you so much for having us no um worries. we had a really good time this is awesome it just felt like we've known each other forever so yes yeah, and good on you you're doing amazing things and like thank you're you. just a testament as well to be like you're not just acting and waiting for something like doing this podcast and making your films and studying and it's great. Just keep pushing. It's like it. you guys, yeah. and you guys have just motivated we me. Don't stop, so. Zoe, we don't stop. We are just yeah. no, and it's awesome. Going, like, great. I'm glad that, like, I mean, I've known you, Kalia, but like, I just didn't. Do you know what I mean? You see people that are doing things and stuff like that. But when Shannon like sent my your stuff to like me, I was like, oh my god, this is like crazy. You guys are doing so well, and just I just love getting people on all different levels because I'm like, it's so important. Someone could just be beginning, but then there could be someone else that's literally looking at courses to just start. So it's like, it's yeah, it's awesome. Also, I mean, not to have so many endings to this podcast, but you're. <laughs> You, Zoe, are doing such good stuff with this podcast as well. Like you're helping people know what's what's out there and you're educating people and inspiring people. So thank you for doing this for so many people. Thank you so much. You guys, I I love you guys. That's so cute. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yes, I'm so excited for people to hear this conversation. But thank you so much. Thanks. Pleasure. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can find us on whatever podcast platform you use. And whilst you're there, please leave us a comment, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you.